0: Welcome to the Later. podcast, episode 25, the Elijah Mitchell edition. Damn right it's the Elijah Mitchell edition because he has the 49ers all-time rookie rushing record of 878 yards. Uh I'm back off of a little bit of a hiatus from last week. Leo is here with me. Niners moved to 9 and 7 with a much needed win over the Houston Texans. Leo, what is going on? Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year um
1: for Lee signing on the level but I wasn't nervous about this game even though it started off really really freaking slow um eventually I I, I would at least I kept t- telling myself to make myself feel better this is the Houston Texans Trey's gonna put it together the offense is gonna put it together and and they did they did so the, you know that's fantastic on on that end but yeah you started this out Elijah Mitchell sixth round pick doing what he is doing so far in his first year with the 49ers. Don't talk to me about Kyle Shanahan running schemes. We've seen the difference from when Elijah Mitchell's in there compared to the other guys on this roster, and it's a big difference. Kyle Shanahan stated that himself this week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Elijah Mitchell, 21 carries, 119 yards, uh, one touchdown receiving, and he could have had another rushing. T- he, did he have – no. One touchdown no, was, receiving, Yeah, and he could have had another Lance rushing got in. Yeah, that's right. Before they threw he should have scored on the, when he, he broke that big one. Um, but Niners did win 23-7, to move to 9-7, and seven, control their own destiny, win, and you are in next week versus the Rams. I'm not sure how I feel about next week's game, but the Niners put themselves in this position, so this is where they are. They have to win to get in. Uh, a win gets them in. A win and a Saints loss gets them in. A Niner loss and a Saints loss. The Niners are in. Um, and then... Of course, the Niners lost and the Saints win, the Saints are in. So, just a really weird three way tiebreaker. Philadelphia gets in, which I don't really agree with. The Niners have their head to head win over them, but whatever. I don't make the rules. Um, Houston Texans game, you said it, man. That first half was a little rough. I thought it was a little rough. The Niners made it closer than what it needed to be in that first half. Takeaways from the game this is going to be a process. This Trey Lance, Kyle Shanahan, this is... So, we'll go back to the, the relationship analogies, right? Kyle is looking for a new girlfriend while he has his wife in the house, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Kyle found his new girlfriend. He's trying to figure out how to make this relationship work, and we saw that early on in the game. A couple design quarterback runs, some questionable fourth down decisions, not allowing the kid to pass the ball. Um, I know he was 10 or 13 in the first half, but it felt very clunky. Like, you meet that new girl. You don't know what to say right away. You don't know what to do. And that's kind of how Kyle and Trey Lance are right now. But second half, things got a little bit better. It's like the second half of your date, right? You You go to dinner and then the movie. So the dinner portion was really slow in the first half of the game. And then the movie portion was much more impressive and absolute, to me, almost flawless second half. Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan what did you think Leo
1: so I think that analogy is perfect but let's go ahead and save all the married men out there and not say that they got a spike piece Um, (laughs) uh, I'll use something else it's uh Kyle Shanahan has a treasure map and he's gay he knows the route for Jimmy Garoppolo to go ahead and, and take him to that treasure chest for Trey Lance, he understands there's so much more different variables now. Maybe he could take a, a an alternate route. Maybe you know, go up a ramp that he never thought he could go up before, and want to do all these other little things. But at the end of the day, Kyle Shanahan needs to figure out Trey Lance, what gets him going, and what gets this team essentially to that treasure chest the fastest in the most efficient way. Um, it, while we could talk about. Yeah, you could call the same game plan as if Jimmy Garoppolo was in there. Yes, but do you think he really wants to do that? That that means you're attacking the middle of the field at at a high rate. Um, that's a little different. They're not they're not the same quarterbacks. You want to expand your offense a little more with the Trey Lanson, and I think Kyle Shanahan's kind of you know he's got to get the feel of it. He's got to figure out which route is going to be the most efficient way. To get him to that treasure chest.
0: The different route with Trey Lance is pushing the ball down the field. Uh, so, Next Gen Stats uh, put a, out a tweet on Sunday, and then if you go to nextgenstats.com, um, you'll be able to go through all these pass charts. It's pretty interesting stuff. So, according to Next Gen Stats, Trey Lance brought a vertical element to the 49ers offense in his second career start. Lance averaged the most air yards, 11.5, and threw for the most yards on 10 plus yard passes, 205 by any 49er quarterback in a game over the last three seasons. That's Nick Mullins, Jimmy Garoppolo, CJ Beathard. The air yards matter, right? The Niners are very much a dink and dunk offense with Jimmy Garoppolo involved, and you can see that clearly on the pass starts. Um, Trey's ability to push the ball down the field, outside the numbers, creates a lot of stress on the defense, right? Because with Jimmy Garoppolo, for the most part, it's literally directly in front of him 10 to 15 yards with Trey Lance, what we saw on Sunday, it's, I'm going to throw this 46 yard bomb, but I can also give you the seven yard check down. Oh, and by the way, I can go ahead and hit this corner route to Ayuk. Um, so you had, he's going to challenge you on all three levels of the field, short, intermediate and deep. And then at the same time, he can hit both sides of the sidelines. He can, he can work the entire, length and width of the field. So it stretches out defense. It opens up much more rushing lanes for your running backs, creates a lot more opportunities for guys like George Kittle, Debo and Brandon Ayuk. We saw a lot of, we saw a couple of plays where Kyle would call this clear out. We saw it with the Sherfield pass that was tipped had Trey had a little bit more anticipation, a little bit more patience with it. That's a huge game because Kyle's designing it up to where now you have to respect that deep ball. Previously, if it's Ayuk or Travis Benjamin running that clear out, we know damn well Jimmy's not taking that. With Trey Lance, you saw the safety and the corner carry the, the clear outs, and now you have all this vacated space for these crossers. So Trey, I thought, was shaky in the first half. You can tell he hadn't played. The kid, I think you and I and everyone, most of us at Niners Nation and just for the most part, any most of the fan base is like the kid's going to have to play to get better. Practice is cool, but these live bullets are going to be what's necessary for him. And you saw him get better as the game progressed. You saw him start to read the defense. You saw the game start to slow down a little bit for him. You saw he was throwing with some anticipation. You saw when Kyle was like, OK, we're going to start doing these half rolls. He boot actions, get you under center, get you more comfortable. And you saw him almost to me, it, it, to me, it was flawless in the second half.
1: You know, there's obviously going to be a crowd to be out there. Oh, you're hyping up Trey Lance and his his intended air yards, this and that. Who did he play at the end of the day? Play played the Houston Texans. Well, let me tell you something. The Houston Texans, uh, they may be one of the worst run defenses in the league, but they actually create a ton of turnovers. They're the uh, eighth-ranked defense in the NFL in terms of turnovers. They're a team that can find the football, get the football, and bring it on to their offense. And how did Trey Lance's interception happen? Did it happen because he threw to George Kittle in the end zone, but instead threw it right at the defender, similar to Tennessee? No, that didn't happen. Or did he overshoot Debo Samuel into the safeties? No, that didn't happen. It it did in Tennessee, though. Um, What happened here is it was a cover two, and he just didn't put enough air on it, didn't put enough arc on the ball to – In my mind, the fine read like there was everyone could talk about Debo Samuel being wide open on the other side of the field. But yet that that's the correct read to me is is you just got to get more arc on that football. And that's a big play to George Kittle. That's a big play to George Kittle. And is that something that he learns through gameplay and more reps? It absolutely is. So that that's something that he's going to learn from grow from other than that. There was no, uh, oh Trey, oh my God! That 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 should have been an interception. We do feel that a lot of of the weeks prior. Um, so while this Houston defense narrative could be cre- uh, created, don't ignore that they're a top ten defense in terms of turnovers. Don't ignore that fact.
0: And it's not to hype up Trey. This is what you want. You want your you want your third overall pick to look like the better quarterback. You look. You want him to be the the better guy on the field, right? Davis Mills had himself a decent game. The Niners' defense started to collapse the pocket on him and make him feel very much pressured. Uh, with Trey, I will now, say this will- real
1: quick. Real quick, Davis Mills is a lot better than I projected him to yes. be out of college. <laughs> yeah, I'll 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 eat I'll eat that one. He is a lot better than I projected him to be out of college. I thought he was going to be a um, Sean Manion. That we saw from the Minnesota Vikings onto Sunday Night Football. I thought he was going to be that guy. No, no, Davis Mills is a lot better than a Sean Manion. So uh, I'll give him his flowers. While yeah. he was not the best quarterback on the field, he he did a hell of a job for a second round pick.
0: Yeah, no, he wasn't terrible. He 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 he, uh, he played fairly well. Um, now I will push back on the Trayland's mistakes. You know, I I gave Jimmy flack for his. I'm going to give Trey his. So. Trey Trey had the one interception, which, yes, that's the the leak play. That's their play-action leak play. Kittle is generally your defined read. The Niners don't run that play necessarily versus cover two. Kyle Shanahan spoke about how that was probably a wrong play call, and Trey also said he probably should have took the check down. So they know that. Um, Two passes. Now this is nitpicking. The tip ball where Shurfield runs the crosser behind the linebacker. That could have been intercepted. And then the one before the half where he throws it um, slightly above the corner's fingertips. And Ayuk gets the ball off the rebound and gets the additional five yards they needed to make the field goal before half. So I counted two interceptable passes and this is the one that we intercepted. So these things that clean up with Trey, footwork, um, his ability to see it before this, you know, pre and post snap, you can tell he was a little bit hesitant to let the ball fly. Um, But that's also to me, part of what I was saying about Kyle and and Trey developing the relationship. Like you saw a lot more roll out half boots with Trey in the second half, a lot more under center with Trey in the second half, just get this kid comfortable. this is where this is Kyle's job. This is what you're getting paid for. Kyle develop this kid and do things that he's comfortable with right now. You don't need him to run the full breadth of your offense, have him run the stuff that he's comfortable with because you have the playmakers on the outside to, to to execute these things as well. Because if you give him these predefined reads, he's likely going to make the throw. And he's also smart enough to move out of the pocket if he needs to. He's also smart enough to get rid of the ball if he has to. But he also has the arm talent to have some really good ball placement because we saw before the end of the half, he threw that ball to Ayuk when he should have went to Jennings on the uh, scissors concept on the left side. But he went to Ayuk if had Ayuk not been interfered with, it's probably a touchdown. So that you see these upsides with Kyle. And this is where this is where my questions come with Kyle. And it's not to nitpick on Kyle, but it's like can Kyle adjust and be less rigid about his quarterbacks? And what I mean by that is can he grow and allow his quarterbacks to play out of structure? Right. And I I, I always reference Andy Reid and because we have the Mahomes factor, but I also go back to his time with McNam, Kevin Cobb, Michael Vick. Kyle has a structure of his offense. I'm, I'm sorry, Andy Reid has a structure that he likes to run with his offense. But he also knew that he had playmakers at quarterback, so he allowed them to do that. And I think Kyle is has to learn to let go of the keys. Here's an, you know like another analogy. Like when my son decides to drive, he's like, Hey, Dad, can I borrow your car? I'm just gonna be like, Ah, don't don't wreck my car. Here's the keys, but don't wreck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, can Kyle make that adjustment? And hopefully, we get there. And hopefully Kyle can learn, like, listen, sometimes my scheme doesn't have to dictate how good this quarterback is. Sometimes a quarterback can dictate how, my, how good my scheme is.
1: Knowing you, your son isn't going to be asking you for the keys of your car. Your son's <laughs> going to have his car already. Probably when he's 13, you're already going to buy him a car. So, oh, no. or, or the dealerships going to gift him one. So... Don't don't act like your son's going to be asking you. No, he's going to take his own keys and take off in his own car. But are you still going to be monitoring that thing? Hell yeah, because you're a Hispanic father.
0: Yep, his absolutely.
1: Um, you're going to take his keys to his own damn car until he's about 18 years old or until he's not under your roof anymore. Um, I know how it works. I think Kyle Shanahan did note to this before, that he's open to a quarterback with off-script plays. Um, I think any offensive play caller is going to be until it bites you too much, until until there's not much left to chew. Then it's going to be like, okay, I'm done with this. I can't handle this anymore. And with the Andy Reid side, I think Mahomes has has gained that trust to where he didn't bite him in you know bite him in the butt too much. To where Andy Reid's cool with it. If it bites him once, then all right, um, because he knows he's probably going to get two or three more uh, that's going to be on his side of a unscripted play. And I think we've saw against that Houston Texans game that Trey Lance has that potential. I'm not going to say he's there. God, no, he's, there's no way to to know if he's there um, yet, but I think he still has that ability to uh, be on the positive side of the unscripted plays Um, because as long as Trey Lance stays on that positive side, Kyle Shanahan, there's no way that someone's going to be so bitter and be against it because these off scripted plays, ultimately, whatever Trey does, good or bad, it's going to be a reflection of Kyle Shanahan.
0: And then with Trey, you can tell he he's comfortable with some of these these rollouts and these predefined reads. So this, there's a lot to like here. There's really not much to nitpick with Trey after this performance. The Arizona game, you can see it had been a while since he's played. Right, and this one you saw that first half looked like it'd been a while since he's played. Um, to me, it's like lifting weights, right? Like you, you, you train for so long, and then you take a break, and then you have to get back to it. You can't go back to where you were when you left it, and that's where Trey was, right? He had he had his highs in college. He had that one off game before the COVID season ended it in North Dakota State. Then he has to get ready for the NFL draft. Then he finally gets some playing time in training camp you could tell he was shaky and he slowly re, you know he's slowly making these progressions to get up and up you can tell the trajectory is going up with this kid um so it's just a matter of Kyle Shanahan making sure he gets him in the right position i i i love Kyle Shanahan i think he can maximize the player and you know the numbers and what you see on sunday the other stuff is can Kyle let loose let the let the reins go and say hey kid look here's Here's the key for the weekend to the car. Don't wreck it. You know, not all the way yet, but he'll he'll get there. Um, so I just I was thoroughly impressed with what Trey was giving, giving the 49ers fan base. And the stadium was rocking, felt like a playoff atmosphere. The team was team played really, really well.
1: We've talked about this earlier. Uh, I think the specific date was Chargers preseason week uh, to where with the joint practices and, and then the preseason game. You and I, we both said on this show that Trey Lance is probably going to be a slow starter momentum type of quarterback early on into his career. Where are we right now? Early on to his career. And he showed us that multiple times. He showed us that during the preseason, that he starts off pretty slow and then he heats up. Did it against the Chargers, did it against the Chiefs, um, even did it against the Cardinals to some extent. Uh, but definitely did it against the Houston Texans when you saw him for a full four quarters. It was a little slow, and and I don't think it's slow from an ability standpoint. I think it's just getting used to the game flow, getting used to the game reps, understanding the coverage, understanding the defense you're facing, and get familiar with them. And, and, and that's where you get comfortable in seeing a Trey Lance play because the more he gets comfortable, the less of the slow starts you're going to see. And we're, if you say, oh, Javi, Leo, you were fed up with Jimmy Garoppolo's slow starts and you're okay with Trey Lance? Well, yes. come on. Jimmy Garoppolo was year five. Trey Lance is in year one as a rookie with the whole year off. And guess what? The team still won despite that slow start because Jimmy Garoppolo probably wins this game as well despite a slow start if he if he were the starter. So it's with Trey Lance, Yes. Yes, I want to see him start fast from the first possession. Yeah. From the very first possession. But am I more understanding that he's not in year five like a Jimmy Garoppolo and he's a rookie? Yes, I I absolutely get it. And ultimately, it's going to make this team better. Every snap he gets right now is going to make this team better this week, next week, and the next five to ten years. It's going to make this team better.
0: Yeah. So hopefully Trey is the guy for the next five or 10 years, but I will say we discussed it. Trey is a rhythm passer. He's going to have to get into rhythm. And this is where you said it with Jason last week, get this guy, the Jimmy gimmies, get him in the rhythm early. So that way, you know, so that way you're not dealing with what you dealt with in the first quarter in the second quarter and you have to hurry up to get into the second half. Right. I'm sorry. Score before second half, last second, like get these things rolling early on in the game. So, So that way he's more settled in and you get to see some more explosive plays. The Niners had a really rough first half, right? But um, shout out to Rob. He had this stat here. Six passes in the second half. All six of those passes either went for first downs or touchdowns by Trey Lance. He had three passes over 20 yards. 45, 43, and 29 yards. You can survive a slow start when you have the ability to be explosive like this in the second half in your passing game. Now previously the niners wouldn't have to the niners could have a slow start and they would to rely on the run game to get them their explosives you're getting your explosives from your passer in a passing league that's what you want so there's a lot of promise here with Trey i hope he starts for the rams next week we'll get to that um 49ers defense now granted it's the houston texans offense but the 49ers defense over the last 8 games averaging 17 point Three points per game allowed. 17 points per game allowed with this cornerback situation. Shout out to D'Amico Ryan for doing what he's done. The 49ers had 20 pressures on Davis Mill on 32 snaps, for 32 pass attempts for Davis Mills. Seven for Arden Key, five for Ebucombe, three for Eric Armstead, two for Jordan Willis, one for Menahue, one for Street, one for Bosa. So they had 20 pressures on Davis Mills, 32 pass attempts. The man had no time to throw the ball. And you saw that in the second half as they kept, the pocket kept collapsing on them. So the defense, while their biggest liability is coverage, has been fairly good in the points per game allowed uh, category here. What do you attribute that to? Is it the pass rush or is it good scheme? Jimmy Ward, Kwaski Tart. Like, I mean, they've been able to mask this deficiency on the, ext- on the outside pretty well.
1: I think with this defense, it's a collective effort. I don't think it's necessarily one guy dominating or even two guys dominating. I think it's a collective effort with these guys as well as guys developing in the in the process. So that goes contribution to the to the coaching. To where you're seeing Arden Key develop in, into a guy that he hasn't been his whole career. He he spent three seasons with the Oakland uh Las Vegas Raiders and he had three sacks total in those three years. He's coming on to the 49ers and now he's got seven sacks in one year. So more than double of that. Um, and then you're seeing the development of Aziz Al Al-Shair. Yes, he didn't play this last game, but he's been balling out from this season. And yeah, I'm going to say it. Development of Ambry Thomas. This guy looks so much better than when he did the first two weeks as a starter. He looks so much better. Can he still be beat? Yes. He's still having trouble finding the ball while it's in the air. But is he a lot better um, as far as... Seeing the ball when it's in the air, yes, is is he more into place, more into tune? You saw him get a PBU against Nico Collins, a former teammate of him at the University of Michigan, someone we saw at the Senior Bowl. Yep. So it's just um he he's just making more plays, and, and he's being on the positive side of the playmaking rather than the opposite side where he had the Atlanta Falcons jumping over him for you know big plays seattle seahawks uh the Bengals. you're seeing less of that and you're seeing more development within these guys um from the coaching staff and that's what you love and and on top of the players developing and getting better your superstars are playing at a superstar level nick bosa he what what more can be said about nick bosa he's playing at an absolute superstar level despite not getting the sacks. leo despite getting the sacks, he's there <laughs> That's why these other guys, Arden Key, Eric Armstead, Samson EbuCon, are able to close in because Nick Bosa is creating so much attention, so much pressure that the quarterbacks are running away from him. And then you have Fred Warner now. Look at this past week. This Houston Texans game, he was flying around. It wasn't necessarily they were, they were coming straight into his chest. He was making plays left and right. He was going sideline to sideline. Yes, he gave up the Brandon Cooks touchdown. I get it. How does a Brandon Cooks push Fred Warner off his spot? If I had an answer for you, I would give it to you. Um but ultimately at the end of the day, do you expect an inside linebacker to cover Brandon Cooks from the slot? Do you any any through all 32 teams, do you expect an inside no. linebacker to cover a Brandon Cooks? No, you don't. So while you would like to see a better play from Fred Warner in that situation uh, th- there's no other linebacker in football that you say, Oh yeah, that does, you know, a touchdown doesn't happen there on him. No, there there's not another linebacker. You say that from, Um, so Fred Warner, I don't know if it was because of the pro or the pro bowl list came out this past week and he wasn't on it and a rookie from Dallas was, but he came out this game like his hair was on fire making, making plays from a nickel corner perspective with K Williams thinking you have Fred Warner thinking he was playing safety or something, not inside linebacker that that's how much he was going sideline to sideline. And then the other superstar on this defense, I call him a superstar. Hopefully he's able to play on Sunday because he just got put on the COVID list, which is Jimmy Ward. He is a superstar. Doesn't create the turnovers, but doesn't give up the big plays either. Um, yeah. And so that that's someone all 32 teams with love on their team as a Jimmy Ward sure tackler doesn't it's not afraid of getting his nose dirty. We saw him throw hands with a DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> like this guy does not care. He's just a dog and and to me Jimmy Ward is superstar and when healthy when healthy I'm not going to call this guy a superstar but he is a stud Kwaski Tart Kwaski Tart he is yeah. a stud when healthy whew, this defense is humming. This defense is humming when healthy. So I think it's a mixture of guys coming from development and coming from your stars needing to be stars. And it also mixing in a bend but don't break because teams have gotten down to the field on them. But then you have missed field goals like this Houston game or, or created turnovers like there was um, previously uh, in other games down towards the red zone. So it's just, it's a bend, but don't break defense.
0: Yeah. And and they've been playing with, with Josh Norman, Ambry Thomas, Dante Johnson, the barnacle. Um, Ambry's been playing really well. Emmanuel Mosey is expected to be back versus the Rams. So that's going to be a big boost. And then Drake Greenlaw should be back versus the Rams. So that's going to be a big help. So for the Fred Warner conversation where some folks feel he's not having the all pro level type season. I, I can understand that, right? He doesn't have an interception. He doesn't have a sack this year. But if this was a normal reg if this was a normal season, this is the most tackles of his career. So 2018 rookie year 124, 2019 118 2020, 125. This year 129 with one more game to go. So he's probably get to like one forty on the year, um, in tackles. So I am not of the mindset that Fred is having a a bad year. He's just having a slightly less productive uh, pro year. Like he's still in the conversation for a top five linebacker, you know, in the league. Um, Kwaski's been playing out of his mind. Jimmy Ward. My only thing is can the Niners survive with these corners? Eventually, it's going to bite him in the butt. I'm glad Kyle Shanahan said he benched Josh Norman. That was his decision. It's about damn time. Um, Dante Johnson is probably the better option at this point, especially in yesterday's game. Dante Johnson had a really nice pass breakup on a fourth down. Um, and, you know, the, the secondary kind of settled back down after those PI calls. So you put a veteran out there. You have Ambry Thomas, who's coming along really well. Emmanuel Mosey, expect to be back. Kaywon Williams has been playing much better throughout the year. The secondary should be fine. You have a really tall task against the Rams, which gets us to, which gets us to this Rams game. Win and in, win and you're in. Who starts, Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance? Kyle Shanahan has yet to name a starter for the Week 18 game. Kyle Shanahan is still of the mindset that, I, I don't know, his perceived gamesmanship actually works. Like, the Texans knew who was playing this week, and I would not doubt that the Rams are planning for Trey Lance as opposed to for, for Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: We're going to get the carousel all week. We're going to get the Jimmy <laughs> Garoppolo's not out, so he still has a chance to play. I do expect Trey Lance to get another start in this one. I don't expect to see Jimmy Garoppolo. But it. I think if Jimmy Garoppolo is unable to throw a football last week, how much better is he going to be this week in terms of accuracy, pushing the ball downfield, um, out on, on play actions, outside of the pocket? How much better is he going to be at that than this week? This week than not being able to grip the football last week. It's going to be real tough. So I know I bring that up since Kyle Shanahan said, Jimmy Garoppolo does not have to be at 100% to start. Well, he's got to be damn close to 90 in order to start over Trey Lance, especially what we saw in that second half. The Trey Lance matches up so well against this Los Angeles Rams football team because the blueprint to them is to punch them in the mouth punch them in the mouth, make them go sideline to sideline to try and tackle these running backs or these receivers. Um, And the 49ers have been able to do that, I would say more so the past three games than the past five games, even though that they've won five straight in a row against this Rams team. Um, So if you're able to play that, I'm going to pound you, I'm going to pound you, I'm going to pound you, I'm going to run the ball with Elijah Mitchell. Hell, I'm even getting Jeff Wilson Jr. some carries in there because. I want to run the ball and I don't want to stop running the ball. And I'm going to run play action off of that. Hit a big play to Kittle, hit a big play to Debo. hit a big play to IU, whoever it is. It doesn't matter. Kyle Shannon has a blueprint on the offensive side of things. And with it being so ground heavy, punching you in the mouth, I think that fits Trey Lance's play style. Since that fits Trey Lance's play style, you got to go with him. You got, and let him build off what he did last week in the second half. I'm talking about the Houston Texans. If you let him build off what he did against the Houston Texans, that's going to set you up in a nice place in this Rams game to where you possibly, since he just played last week, you don't possibly don't have to go a whole first half of a slow start and zero points on the board. It could be different now because he got those game reps. He was out there on the field um, to where he could get more in rhythm and that's what I would like to see from Trey Lance. And, and I believe he's going to be the starter, but we're not, it's not going to be official until probably game time or even Friday the soonest.
0: I'm not buying anything, Kyle's saying. I'm just going just, to let's just be real here. This is a UCL tear. And according to the doctors and according to literally everyone else who's had this injury, it's a four to six week recovery time for a quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't grip a football last week, he didn't throw it all last week. So he injured the thumb December 23rd. If he were to play January 9th, that is 17 days from the the injury. I don't expect to see Jimmy Garoppolo practice this week very much, if at all. And I don't expect to see him on Sunday. So this is a Trey Lance game. I think Trey Lance is going to get the rest of the way. To me, this is an easy way for Kyle Shanahan to transition to his rookie quarterback. Like he has the out here. Like he's like, no, I didn't bench Jimmy for a poor performance in the Titans game. He was just hurt. And now I can just go to my rookie quarterback and get this process started. Because if you miss the playoffs, right, and you didn't develop your quarterback, it's a wasted season. To in my, in my opinion, you you went nine and seven or nine and eight, whatever the final record might be, ten and seven or nine and eight, and you don't get in, and you just had these last two final starts where Trey Lance, likely looks good, and you you have all the fan bases questioning like, why didn't we just play him earlier? Why didn't we rip this band aid off earlier, like you and I had talked about early on in the season? Did Jimmy Grubble have some good games in between? Absolutely. But that's a lame duck quarterback when you have your future sitting right there. And you saw, as we've been saying, and as literally everyone else has been saying, you see this kid get better with reps. You saw him get better with game reps. With live action, he was getting better and better and better and better. So I'm not buying what Kyle's selling about, yeah, you know, Jimmy Jimmy doesn't have to be 100% to be. To play, why would you throw him out there when we've seen an injured or less than hundred percent Jimmy Garoppolo previously, and it doesn't look good. It just doesn't look good at all. Yes, you can run the ball forty times, but you're eventually going to have to ask Jimmy Garoppolo to throw the ball. And if he can't throw the ball against a Jalen Ramsey, that's not ideal. Their linebackers are fairly decent in coverage at times, but then you're also asking Jimmy Garoppolo to protect the football. From an Aaron Donald, from a Von Miller, who we all know those guys are sack monsters. You're going to ask him to hold the ball in that situation as well. You're just asking, you're setting yourself up for failure, Kyle. Just rip this bandit off, go with the kid. You'd have a lot less stress had you done this to begin with. But here we are, week 18, and having this conversation about it.
1: It's odd, right? It's odd that we're having this conversation week 18. Like who who would have thought if the 49ers kept Jimmy Garoppolo and paired him in the same room with the Trey Lance that we would we would still be having this conversation week 18. Who would have thought that? Not obviously not Kyle Shanahan, right? It's uh it's strange, strange times in Santa Clara. It's uh I think it's this is <clears throat> this is one of those games you ignore what the Rams have done lately. You ignore what the 49ers have done lately. This is a playoff game for the 49ers as well as the Rams. The Rams got to clinch the NFC West. They have not done that yet. They got to clinch that two seed. That two seed is so important. If you could get home field advantage over a Tom Brady team, if you could get home field advantage over a Dallas uh, Dak Prescott team that, that could put up 40 points any given time, they it worked out for them before. What was that? 2018, the year they went to the Super Bowl they Dallas came into to the Coliseum and and the Rams knocked them off. So they know all all about that even if it's not one of those te- teams one if it's one of the wildcard teams, Arizona. You well, you you got to you got to win the division. You don't want to go into Arizona on the road as a wild card team if you're the Rams, right? Um same thing for the 49ers ultimately like ignoring the structure or th- what the playoffs could look like. No, you got to get in. So you got to win this game. This is legit playoff game for both teams, and as any football fan knows, playoffs is a different beast. Ignore what the regular season is. This is 0-0. Zero, zero. These are the records, and that's how I view this game for the 49ers versus the Rams. Both teams are 0-0, zero, zero, and they're going into a fight, and only one person is going to leave the ring with their arm-up victory. And I just hope that person's the 49ers.
0: Yeah, the Niners need to get in. The Niners need to win. Uh, the Kyle Shanahan on Sunday secured his second winning season of his uh, coaching career in San Francisco. So two winning seasons out of five. We all understand why they didn't have those winning seasons in the other three, but that's a big thing. We also know Kyle wants to get to that ten wins. It's crazy. He's still not even over five hundred or at five hundred yet. After all the losing, um, so the, it's 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 nuts. Um, Couple things here: George Kittle could get to a thousand receiving yards with only a hundred yards to go. Elijah Mitchell could be Kyle Shanahan's first one thousand yard rusher with a hundred and twenty two yard performance on Sunday if he can get to that against the Rams. And then Nick Bosa is four away from the franchise record and sacks at nineteen, and then five away from twenty. I don't. I think two of the three are possible this weekend. Kittle with hundred and Elijah Mitchell with one twenty two. Um, I don't think is going to crack 17 sacks on the season.
1: That's something I would like to see Trey Lance do more. It's just target Kittle, get him the ball a little more. Um, obviously, that depends on what Kyle Shanahan's calling within the plays. Uh, but if we could get George Kittle mixed in a little more with, with Trey Lance, I think that could be huge. Uh, maybe, maybe that'll persuade Kittle to promote Jimmy Garoppolo less and Trey Lance more. If he gets some more receptions and yardage Uh, with Elijah Mitchell, we we know the running back situation with Kyle Shanahan not having a thousand yard rusher. So that just means he's going to finish with 990 yards on the season. And Nick Bosa probably doesn't happen, but I would love to see him, you know, take down Matthew Stafford at least twice.
0: It would be nice. So I'm just going through the ESPN simulator. You know, Niners win. You're in. Seattle, uh, Philadelphia loses. They're the seven seed. Tampa Bay wins. They'll be the two seed. Arizona beats Seattle. They'll be the three. So the Niners would have to go to Arizona in the six three matchup there. And then Dallas uh, with the home field advantage over LA, who gets the fifth seed. So I think Arizona wins, beats Seattle, and I think the Niners beat the Rams and Arizona gets the division. They've been the they've been the division leader most of the year. They're probably gonna finish it out. Um, Seattle's atrocious, and who knows what's going on with Russell Wilson. Hopefully, he's not not in the NFC West next year. Um, So, ESPN has the uh, playoff simulator, playoff machine. So, I was just running through that real quick. Um, So, 10 and 7 after this 2 and 5 star for the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan should hopefully have a conversation about Coach of the Year because of the turnaround. Um, I'm not saying he's deserving all the way through, but he should be in the conversation considering all that's been going on. Self, you know, he created it, most of it. Um, but it is what it is. Um,
1: I would say Nick Sirianni should be in that conversation as well Yeah, because I don't think anyone pegged Jalen Hurts to lead the Eagles to the playoffs if they get in. But I don't know if you want to put Nick Sirianni in that conversation because he has QB1 on the bench in Gardner-Mitchew. Last time I checked, he's undefeated as a, as an Eagles quarterback, someone I would love to see in, in 49ers red and gold as QB2.
0: Yeah, that'd be nice to get you over here. We're not going to worry about backup quarterbacks next year. I, I, The less I have to worry about QB2 for the rest of my 49er life fanhood, the happier I'll be. We've been listening, we've been figuring, we've been trying to figure out QB2 for the last five years. Like, I'm having tired. this
1: conversation since what? Kaepernick, Blaine, Gabbert? Like, it, oh it goes God. before Jimmy. It goes before Jimmy. Gabbert and Kaepernick, like, that's how long we've been talking about two quarterbacks. In just the 49ers organization.
0: organization. Just let Lance be the guy. That's all I'm asking. Just let Lance be our, our version of Steve Young. Like, if he just gets one Super Bowl, I am content. Just give yeah. me one. I don't need him to give me five. Just give me one.
1: Ooh, I want to ask just you this. One. As a father,
0: Uh-oh.
1: 49ers could have won a Super Bowl recently, uh, but they didn't. And I, I I wanted to bring it up because I was born in 1993, 49ers beat the chargers in the super bowl that i was one years old when that super bowl took place i did not get to watch that live i you know i've i've watched the replay plenty plenty of times i um my father's told me about it plenty of times because my my family was in san diego at that point and my dad went around driving through uh the hispanic area of san diego in a red mustang screamed out niners And that probably wasn't the safest thing to do. My mom was like, get your butt home now. You should not be doing that. Um, But I want to propose this to you. As a father, would you have that Super Bowl where your kids are just a little too young to experience it? Or would you rather have that Super Bowl when they're, say, about 10 years and older and, and you could experience it with them? And what I mean by I guess the first one would be too young to experience. So that Chiefs one. Would you rather have that chiefs one or one from when they were, you know, 10 years and older?
0: Um, I go to the Michael Jordan meme and say, fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's, I, I've been the fan my entire life. I've dealt with this, but yes, it it would be nice to experience the, and the, it's like, the Super you know, Bowl. You're like just football. 10 years old and you're
1: just going to walk into the Super Bowl, huh?
0: Yeah. I'm like No, nah, you have to go through <laughs> this pain and suffering like I had to. No, I don't, no, 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 you don't, you don't get to do that. Um, <laughs> Yes, I will say this. My oldest son Anthony, he's very much into football right now. He understands who Trey Lance is. He understands why the Niners are moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, he loves George Kittle. I can think. I think he likes George Kittle more than he likes me. Um, yeah, that's fair. And, and then uh, you know, it, I, yes, it'd be nice if we if it was all together. But I'm not. Nah. I yeah.
1: Because like, let I'll let's not it. forget what 2019 felt like as well when when answering that question what that felt like
0: i mean my my youngest was literally almost one and then my other one was yeah he was four five yeah nah i'm cool man nah that's for me (laughs) that's for me
1: (laughs) yeah take take that chiefs one and then if everything works out correctly then you know with trey lance maybe there could be more maybe there exactly
0: i'll take that one and then uh we'll see if my kids can get one. I just need my I just need to get one. Like it's been, was it 26 years now? Yeah, I like come on. It's it's time. Um, maybe it's this year, maybe it's not, maybe it's next year. We'll see what the Niners be what the Niners do. Niners do play the Los Angeles Rams. Win and you're in. Win and you're in. The Niners can get this done. There is a recipe for success with Trey Lance. There's a recipe for success with a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo against this Rams team. Hopefully, Kyle can dial it up. Get it together and hopefully the Niners have some reinforcements at corner with a lot of Emmanuel Mosley. Dre Greenlaw is expected to be back at linebacker, so that's going to be another plus. And then hopefully all this COVID stuff is cleared up for the Niners and they have these guys back for Sunday's matchup. Um Niners are the underdog. They're coming in uh minus six and a half. Uh, I'm sorry, plus six and a half. So Vegas isn't Vegas isn't too confident. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, Sean McVay starts resting some players. You know how he likes to rest players prior to the playoffs, even if he hasn't clinched the division yet. He likes to do that. So we'll see what he does there. Um, hopefully next Monday, Leo, we're talking about a 49ers playoff team. Yes. If not, we'll have a lot to discuss about what happened in this yes. season. season. Um, but until then, I'm Javi. That is Leo. Thank you for, for everyone who tuned in. Last year, we've had our biggest year. Thanks to Rob, our producer, for taking care of everything and making sure we have so much content out there for you guys. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple I, Apple iTunes, Spotify. You're allowed to leave reviews there now. Check out the YouTube channel for post-game reaction from Rob and Levin and the guys. Um, we're trying to bring you as much content as possible, so we really do appreciate you. Follow me on Twitter at JavierVague underscore. Follow my guy, Leo here at... LeoLuna93. And everyone, hopefully you have a safe, happy, and prosperous new year. Uh, Hopefully 2022 treats us all much better than the last two years. And uh, until next Tuesday, when you hear from us, go Niners. Everyone stay safe. Peace.